My brothers and my sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. And he remained in the desert for 40 years, 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among 40 beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Praise to you. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I have a story that I, I got from one of the books that we're using here at the parish in uh, some of our faith-sharing groups during Lent called Live Lent. And the stories are about two monks. One was an older monk and a younger monk, and they were traveling to visit a monastery in a nearby town. And they're passing through the town. They see this young woman. She's getting out of a cab, and she... It had been raining, so there was a lot of puddles in the, on, the, on, the, on the pavement. They see this young woman, and she's getting out of the cab, frustrated, steps right out of the cab and right into a puddle of water. And she's angry, and she's impatient, and, and the taxi driver just is not helping. And there she stood with her bags in a puddle of rainwater. So the younger monk notices the woman, and walks right by her. And the older monk quickly picks up the bay, grabs her hand, and helps her out of the puddle and right onto the dry sidewalk. She doesn't thank the monk. She brushes him aside and just moves along and goes quickly away. So the two monks continue to walk along their journey, and the young monk is quiet, but he's kind of bothered by what had, had happened there. Keeps it to himself. He's a good monk. But several hours later, he just couldn't contain himself. Unable to hold his silence, he said, that woman was very arrogant and rude. You carried her bags and helped her anyways. And she didn't even thank you. And the old monk, he had only one thing to say. He said, uh, I left the woman, we left the woman, and I carried her bags hours ago. Why are you still carrying her? Why are you still carrying her? The monk was free. He had let go. He did the right thing, but he didn't want to really be attached to the outcome or get affirmation or get gratitude. He just did the right thing. And sure, he was probably tempted to walk right by like the young monk did, but he didn't. Another monk, Catholic author Thomas Merton, calls this your true self, your authentic self. And it's easy to show our false selves, isn't it? Really easy. How many times have we complained and they didn't even thank me? It's all about me. Lent is a time to be honest with ourselves, to get to live our true selves in a better way, to improve our relationship with God. It's a time like Jesus did to go to the desert, and focus on our individual lives and on our faith. The first reading tells us 
Noah's faith was with him throughout the flood. He got a rainbow as a signal from God that the covenant that he was keeping with him and his people would protect them, and he would show his divine love to him. And Peter tells us of a covenant with Jesus, the righteous one, how he humbly suffered for the sake of the unrighteous. Jesus' gift to us is the resurrection and also a covenant of baptism. That's where it all begins for us. Baptism is the saving waters that save us, that give us God's grace and give us eternal life. Jesus offers us all that covenant of God's love. But to believe and to act with faith, it's often very difficult. In Mark, the Gospel of Mark today, Jesus tells us that the first step of that faith is repentance. Before we can believe, we need to repent. And aren't there so many other beliefs that get in our way? I need more money. I need power to be happy. I need a bigger house. I need a bigger car. If you hurt me, I'm going to get even. I can't trust anyone but myself. I'm a winner and you're a loser. These beliefs are all around us. And what is common in all of those beliefs? It's me, myself, and I, and it's all about me. You know, if there's one thing that you remember today, the problem is our ego, our selfishness, is often always the problem. When we spend too much time thinking about ourselves, our ego, our ego edges God out, E-G-O. We edge God out when we think about ourselves. So this Lent, we're, we're challenged to go and let go of all of our false selves, not the people we are, like the monk did with the, just putting away resentment for that, for that younger woman. He let go of his ego, and he let in God's mercy. Our faith and belief will always be tested and tried and challenged by temptation. But this Lent, let us go and allow God to carry us, carry us again and again. Whenever Jesus went into the desert, he was not the same on the other side. And when we go into our own, to our own spiritual deserts, which we are right now during Lent, it can be a place of transformation, a place where God's grace touches us, and we too won't be the same on the other side. Two final things. I want you to keep this week in your prayers <clears throat> the team that just left for this weekend. It's the first this year of three missions to Haiti from our parishes. Cardinal Sean was here last Sunday to celebrate Mass and bless them. And on Sunday morning, right here at 3.30 in the morning, a group of us sent them off with prayer and a blessing. You see, these young adults, led by Father Sinesha, are putting the gospel message into action by living their faith. And this week, they'll go to serve the least among us. They'll be the hands, the feet, the heart of Christ. And I'm sure, I'm positively sure they will not be the same on the other side.
And my final thought is an image that I, I saw this week, and you may have seen it on television or in the paper. After the tragedy this week in Parkland, Florida, there was a photo, and you might have seen this, it was two mothers, two parents, holding each other's arms tightly. And on the forehead of one of the parents was the black cross of ashes. The sad fact of shooting, of that shooting on Wednesday is that it was not only on Ash Wednesday, but it was also on Valentine's Day. The numbers are painful in our nation. We have had 272 school shootings since Sandy Hook. 18 communities just this year, and it's only February, have been changed by this epidemic. We know often the names of these communities we wouldn't have known if they hadn't had the shooting in their town hadn't had the senseless act of evil. I'd like to end with a prayer. And I got this from a blog in, in, from the pastor of, uh, in Concord, Massachusetts, Father, Fle uh, Father Austin Fleming. And it's written in the first person, so there's no response, but maybe close your eyes and just reflect on this prayer entitled, When Words Fail My Prayer. I have no words, Lord, no words to speak a nation's grief, a people's panic outrage, the depths of loss, the depths of pain. I have no words, Lord, for words have failed for far too long to make the changes, any change, to curb the violent virus now infecting our shared lives. I have no words to speak to power, deaf to anguished cries, and to the silence of young lives, slaughtered, mute, lost in the classrooms in the hallways of our schools. I have no words to speak, but I know well the words I long to hear. A word of peace, where now there's none. A word of comfort for the grieving. A word of healing for the broken. A word of wisdom in the madness. A word of change, where no change will change the dangers in our streets. I have no words today, no words, no words to bring from heart to speech. And I yet, I trust you hear and you know the words I cannot find. So hear this one last word, Lord, in my silence, hear my cry. In my silence, hear my prayer. Mercy.
Have mercy on your people, Lord. Have mercy on us all. Amen. Just see.